everyone. Welcome to another episode of Politics and Pop Culture with Sierra. And Chris, today is Friday, October 16th, 2020, and I'm live from Philly. Sierra, how are you feeling today? I am feeling blessed and grateful to be alive. Another morning, another day to live. Let's get it. It's fall. I'm cozy. I love the colors, the reds so and the leaves. we love this hair. Like, please, how are you feeling with this hair? Like, I got a blowout and don't know how to behave. Well, I did it myself. I'm like, because, you know, being natural, I have like a bunch, a mix of textures in my head. And I remember I'm just really doing hair challenges during this quarantine. And I was really heavy in the beginning, like, you know, different styles, different products, different techniques. It's a lifestyle. Like if I were living in New York City, I don't think I could keep up with this um for me personally um but yeah so doing my wash and go which is like just washing it putting product in it and letting the curls do their do like i love that but it was just getting like really tangly a lot of uh, i was having a lot of shedding like literally i would detangle with my fingers walk out the room come back and try and do the same thing and it just wasn't working and i was also having lots of shedding so i'm like you know what i'm gonna do a blowout i'm gonna blow dry my hair this is the first time heat has touched my hair in almost two years and i did low heat and i was just like seeing seeing where we went and i loved where we were going we as in me and my hair <laughs> i love that well i'm happy that you're back it was a hard show to do without you yesterday because it was just hard trying to talk for 30 minutes straight and have things sure. to say. And then I didn't have my co-host to bounce ideas off of. So sure. I was at work. Your back. It was tough. I think I, I started over like six times and the person who I'm staying with right now was like, why did you keep starting over? Like what was going on? I was like, I'm struggling. I really didn't know how to like talk. So I'm happy that you're back. I feel like we're back in our flow. And yes. um, how was Wednesday for you? Like what is going on? So girl got a job, okay? And I certified those work days on my unemployment and I didn't get my unemployment check. So I'm like, I guess this is, this is the end of that train. <laughs> But I went to work and I just really love the company that I work for. Um, it's my first job kind of in this sector. And it's, a, it's just a different type of lifestyle. Like this is the first company, uh, it's retail. And this is the first company where, you know, they're like, the guest is not always right. Like these are different times. This is a pandemic. There's political tension. Um, and you shouldn't have to take abuse here at your job. So if a guest is talking to you any kind of way, like if they're being disrespectful, like you don't have to take that for like your mental clarity and sanity. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, but just the customers that are coming in, just the people who I work with, just like-minded people. It's a good philosophy and good energy over there. And I'm just, thankful and grateful that I've got this job during this time. I love that. I they love have a free hotline for like their employees to call if they need to like talk and work things out. I'm just like, wow, this is great. 
That's good. Well, congrats on the new job. And I hope that you'll still be doing the show with me. We need to at least go until election day. Oh, for sure. For sure until election day. And depending on what happens during election day, I might be a whole new person. Same here. <laughs> election day. Last night, President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden held town halls. Donald Trump's took place in Miami and Joe Biden's took place here, actually, in Philadelphia. I was so mad I wasn't invited. I was like, I'm in the city. I should be there. Um, they both took place at the same time because they were going to do their actual presidential debate. But after the board of, uh, board of uh, debate said that it was going to be virtual, uh, Donald Trump was like, I'm not doing a virtual debate. So they cancel it, and then they both decide to do town halls at the exact same time. It was very interesting. I was able to check out both of some of their arguments and what they said, and I don't think either one of them really did a phenomenal job. And actually, AP News fact-checked some of the things that the gentleman said last night that I'd like for us to explore. For example, um, President Trump said during his town hall, when I see thousands of ballots dumped in a garage can and they happen to have my name on it, I'm not happy about it. AP News fact-checked that and said no one has seen that. Contrary to Trump's repeated baseless attacks on voter security, voting and election fraud is vanishingly rare. No cases involving thousands of ballots dumped in trash have been reported. What do you think about that, Sierra? What do you think about him trying to make people lose faith in our elections? I mean, this is the MO. It doesn't have to be on facts. You can just say anything and that will instill fear, whether it's the truth or whether it's not. Um, I, it's just so twisted to me because he won the election in 2016, right? And he didn't get the popular vote. Um, but he got he got votes, okay? People came out here voting and swinging. And so I don't understand why he's not, well, I know why, but it's just like this tactic to not get people to vote. Like what if someone, what if this whole elderly population who was gonna vote for you, but by absentee ballot now doesn't know what to do? Like how are you not hurting your own chances here by enlisting this fear? I'd be interested to see. Other, I do not think President, uh, President Trump will get reelected. I don't see it for him at all. I'm looking at the polls. I'm looking at the pandemic. I'm looking at what I'm seeing on the streets. I'm having conversations with people. I just feel like he just has to do better. And I just feel like we're running out of time. We're about, what, less than 20 days until election? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's down to the wire. So have you sent in your absentee ballot yet? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I filled it out, though. It took me, like, a minute. My ballot was three pages long. Yeah. There was lots of stuff on there, lots of people. I definitely had to do my research. I am voting straight ticket. So that, you know, was half of the fight. But then as far as the nonpartisan section, I'm like, who are these people? Who are the conservatives? Who are, you know, the libs and all that stuff. And I found great resources online specific for my um, county, just like, oh, like, here's where these people went to school. Here's what they're running on and all of this stuff. So it took me a minute and also going through um, the different uh bills proposals bills and they're called levies on my ballot levies okay mm -hmm. uh they call them propositions okay yeah so you know there's like prop this prop the number um so that was pretty interesting and one of them said like 
uh, do you like, do you want the police to have a warrant to search your, um, your online, your internet, uh, history, internet browser history? And I'm just like, yes, you need a warrant. Like, huh? Are we really voting for things like this? You need a warrant to search my house? And you're going to need a warrant to search my computer. Um, so I'm just like, wow, like these are things that they're really leaving up to the people as they should. It's a democracy, but it's just like, you think you might have these rights. Um, but then after election, you might not. That's a really good point. I think also make sure that you are doing your research. You're not just going there blind on election day, go online, find a sample ballot like I did and do your research and take notes so you know what you're doing. Really, really good point. Another thing that was said during the town halls that um, AP had to fact check was, you know, Joe Biden has put, got a lot of pushback because of the crime bill of 1994. And so he said during the town hall, the crime bill itself did not have mandatory sentences except for two things. It had three strikes, and you're out, which I voted against in the crime bill. AP fact-checked that and said that's misleading. The 1994 crime bill that Biden wrote and voted for included money for more prisons, expanded use of the federal death penalty, and called for mandatory life sentences for three-time violent offenders. So Joe Biden really has to speak for his criminal record with the crime bill because that imprisoned a lot of Black people, a lot of Black men, and he should be held accountable for that. And it's just, after looking at both town halls and like seeing clips from both and talking points from both, these, both of these candidates have to just do better. We just need to hold them accountable. We need to like make sure that they're informed and they have good counsel because I still feel some of this echo chamber, lack of responsibility, lack of accountability, and it worries me. What about you? I agree. Um, as far as Biden's concerned, I just, where's the politicians who are just like owning it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I did it. I did it then, but I know better now. And this is what I want to do now. Like, why can't it just be cut and dry like that? You know, uh, that was 1994. I think a person can change a lot. You know, society changes, people changes, laws change, bills change. I think Show, like show how you've changed. Uh, Kamala Harris was one of the first uh, prosecutors to establish, uh, I'm gonna mess up the word, but um, a re-entry program like for ex-felons to not go back into prison, like kind of like a first step act, but in California before Donald Trump. So it's like, they're, they're doing things how they think they should be done for the collective as a whole of America great. And I think when it comes in terms to who we can work with as citizens, it's who do you want to work with? The president works for us. So who do you want to employ to this office? Like who's going to listen to you? Who's going to really be fighting for you? Um, yeah. Very true and very, very good points because, and that's why I feel like more people lean towards Biden because I feel like Biden has an open heart. Like I have seen him apologize for things that he does. I have seen him take ownership where Trump, I feel like will blanketly just lie and just say something like, I didn't really say that. And I think it's more so like we're voting for character at this point, not necessarily policies. And I feel that Joe Biden has more of a, a, a deeper heart and more open mind than President Trump does, where President Trump will say something, do something completely wrong, and then diminish and deny it. 
where Joe Biden, I've seen him kind of say, like, I was wrong for that. And I like that about him. Uh, mm-hmm. Another thing that was said during the town hall that President Trump said that was, I thought was one of the most problematic things of both town halls was, he said just the other day, they came out with a statement that 85% of the people that wear masks catch it. So that's what I heard and that's what I saw. That's what President Trump said, insinuating the fact that if you wear masks, you're still not going to be safe. AP fact-checked it and said the CDC study did not find that 85% of mask wearers catch COVID-19. It found that 85% of the 150 COVID patients surveyed reported that they had worn a mask often or always around the time they would have been infected. I think any type of anti-mask rhetoric and any type of conversation not trying to uh, abhor to CDC guidelines is really dangerous. And that has been one of the biggest flaws for me in regards to President Trump's administration is their handling of the virus. And I do think that had there not been a coronavirus, Trump would have got reelected. But I think the way that he handled this COVID issue is really a turnoff for a lot of people, myself included. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And it's just like, he didn't even say whether he believed it or not, you know? It's like, I'm just going to say whatever, and then you all decide if it's if you want to believe it or da 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 But then it's like, but what do you believe, you know? And, you know, he's retreating, like, conspiracy theories, and it's like, it's for the people to decide. And it's like, but, but what are you doing, sir? It's like gaslighting, and I'm just over it. I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch a town halls last night because it's like did you learn anything new no it's kind of the same talking points but you know you and i are so immersed in the politics so it's the same thing um uh, yeah yeah like there, there's nothing was revealed that was like new that was like whoa i didn't know that i mean the conversation about QAnon. are you familiar with the QAnon conspiracy theory it's kind of like pizza gate and the fact that like pedophilia and it, yeah it was, and they didn't weird. condemn it yeah he didn't condemn he was like, i don't know i don't know i'm like how do you not know that but that was the only thing I was like, I never heard much about that before, but it was the typical same talking points that we've heard all election cycle. I feel like if you've watched consistent, if you watch the conventions and the first, if you've watched the conventions, the Democratic National Convention, the Republican National Convention, and then the presidential debate, and then the vice presidential debate, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. And then watch maybe some news commentary from both sides. I have faith in the 18 plus. I do too. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. In other news, we have to talk about this. Vulture reported that a senior advisor for the Trump administrator tweeted, shout out to Ice Cube for his willingness to step up and work with Donald Trump's administration to help develop the platinum plan. A lot of people were very upset that Ice Cube is even having conversations with the Trump administration, and he's receiving a lot of pushback and blowback. I saw some cancel Ice Cube tweets yesterday, and I would just love to hear your opinion on the fact that Ice Cube did in fact work with um, President Trump. And he's receiving blowback because of that. He has not endorsed President Trump, and he even denounced him in 2016, but he did help with the platinum plan that Trump plans to implement to help Black people. What do we think about Ice Cube working with President Trump and his administration? (laughs) He can do it. I mean, I, I just honestly, I don't think anything is going to happen from it. I think these are headlines for the moment. Um, I don't think one celebrity or person or president can really 
change or move the needle on the entire black community. Um, so have conversations. Black people have been having conversations with racist administrations, you know, since Reconstruction and, you know, trying to work together and bring people together. And we're here now today in 2020. Um, I don't know how me, you know, poor little old me is really going to be affected by them having a conversation. And that, and that also led me to, okay, I had to really reflect because I know you're like a super fan of like Mariah Carey. You like, you know, these celebrities, you like them. And so, and then I was like scrolling and Taylor Swift endorsed Biden. And so I was just really like reflecting on me and I'm like, who, what celebrity or like who's, what person do I most admire? And if they came out and like endorsed Trump, I would be so upset, you know, or if they um, decided to buy something or do something, then I would go and do that. You know, I'm just really trying to think like, who are those influences for me? And I couldn't come up with any. Because I have I have celebrities that I liked, but no celebrities that really have no artists or celebrities that have really moved the needle as far as me thinking for myself, doing my own research. Um, yeah, I know. Because I feel like it's important that we don't allow these celebrities to infiltrate our minds and influence us to do things. For me, the biggest issue with Ice Cube working with President Trump is not necessarily that they had a conversation. It's just interesting how these celebrities get to skip the line. I know that there are LGBT queer and all these other type of organizers that may not look. There are activists. Activist. There are with plans, honey, with plans that they have spent lifetimes putting together, working with, talking to actual poor people, actual uh, prisoners, like people who are actually doing the work. Continue. Correct. And so my point is that there's Black women and queer individuals that don't aren't these cisgendered, really popular celebrities that have been doing this work for a long time. So for Ice Cube to kind of skip the line and get to have a conversation with President Trump, it bothers me because there's people that have been doing this work for years that are being cast away into the shadows. That's in extremely problematic it's also that's a great point it's also very reminiscent of cardi b talking with joe biden like we're going to critically think and be fair on both sides we have to understand it's the same thing how cardi b gets to sit down with joe biden and go on ig live when there's other intellectuals who aren't as popular or as famous or have that clout that get to have these conversations and that's not fair so for ice cube to kind of skip the line because he is famous i've met ice cube i know what he's like and being in those spaces he's very dominant he's really strong he's very cultured i mean i just recently bought an ice cube t-shirt the other day like he's dope he's smart he's edu like yeah no one's saying he's not smart enough you know what well, i mean but my point is that he represents culture like when people yeah. think of hip-hop culture and that whole idea ice cube would be one of the people that are put in the same conversation of like a jay-z a 50 cent like someone who stood the test of time and been around for years from nwa and um Today was a good day, all the way to Are We There Yet, all the way to Barbershop. Ice Cube is one of the most culturally influential Black men, I think, of our generation, of the times, because he has a career that's been around for a long time. So mm -hmm. I feel like because of his clout, because of his celebrity, he skipped the line, and that's unfortunate. It's another point to also we have to discuss is that if these Black women and queer individuals had the opportunity to speak with Donald Trump, would they even take it? Because um, I remember there was a moment where President Trump um, 
asked for, like he said, has he met with Black Lives Matter organizers? He said, I have, no one's asked me. I don't know how true that is, but I do, I could see um, an activist not even wanting to have the conversation because I know that there's people who are so polarized in their politics that don't even believe in having the conversation. So I think this issue is multifactorial and multifaceted because one, we have a celebrity that is skipping the line and having a conversation that he necessarily isn't the most qualified to. Second, if the activists were even open or granted the opportunity to meet with President Trump, would they take it? And the, I hope the answer would be yes, even though some people think that even if you meet with Donald Trump, if you say Donald Trump's name, if you wear a Trump hat, you're out, you're canceled. And that is just what I don't like. Well, we've just been seeing this for the past four years. Steve Harvey, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian. He's talking, he's talking to celebrities. He's talking to people and what has happened. You know what I mean? And I've just been really thinking about reparations and what that looks like and what that is. Um, and it's like, how, who is Ice Cube, where is Ice Cube getting his information from? You know, I think Ice Cube has been a rich man longer than he's been a poor man, not taking away any of his lived experiences or who he might know, but it's like, are we going to see Donald Trump in the projects? You know what I mean? Like actually talking to people on welfare, you know, who aren't Christians. Are we going to see him in the Muslim community? Like, and it's like, where have, it's been four years. Like, I don't understand why conversations still need to be had. You know what I mean? Or why now is the time where he well, might do something or might listen. In the formation back in 2015 when he decided he was going to vote or whenever he thought about running for president. Like, it's just like the black, black people are just the last ones to be thought of in politics. And it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. And then it's like when we run for office, you know, this left, right, center, voter suppression, all these things, all these factors to try and really break in there and get in the room. Yeah. But go for it. I ain't mad at it. You know, it ain't hurting me uh, directly. Ice Cube can talk to whoever he wants to talk to. What do you think about cancel culture? Do you feel like we should cancel Ice Cube? Do you think we should cancel anyone? What are your thoughts on cancel culture? I watched a great video. I love to uh, watch rants on YouTube, uh, especially, especially like Black women just like going in on like certain topics. And... Um, I watched As Told by Kenya, and she talked about cancel culture. And, she's, and she basically said, cancel culture doesn't even really exist, okay? It is a made up thing that fans or people on social media have created a community around. These rich celebrities, they're not getting canceled. The only people who can cancel them are the people who are signing their checks and giving them work. And that's not, you know, all of us with Twitter fingers on Twitter. You know what I mean? We're not really moving the needle any. Tory Lane still released an album, right? They're still working. They still have all their platforms. They still have all their power. And so I think I think this, this is just, you know, momentary emotional releases for fans to kind of rally together to cancel somebody on social media. You know what I mean? So let's all get together. Let's cancel this person. Let's talk about how they're awful. They're terrible. Maybe we'll unfollow them, but probably not, you know, and it just doesn't, 
it doesn't matter. And then we forget about it next week. You know what I mean? And they continue on doing whatever they're doing, creating their art because they're really unaffected. Um, while we're all still, you know, working our nine to five, still in the same exact position we're in, like, what do we gain by canceling anybody, by taking someone's job, uh, by not letting them apologize or accept apologies or grow? Like, what does that do for us as consumers, for us as fans? I don't think it really does anything. So, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. Um, the law will cancel Tory Lanez. The law will cancel R. Kelly. Like, um, yeah, that's what I think. Really good points. I like that. That's really good. I'm not a fan of cancel culture either because I also believe in humanity. I also believe in someone saying something offensive and then apologizing for it. I think when people apologize, you have to acknowledge it. You have to at least hear people out. I think human beings are human and they make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Right. It's also frustrating when you have people that put themselves out there to be seen, to be heard, and then people who don't criticize those that do without any type of reconciliation or conclusion. I think that's not fair. Um, and I think we should all try to aim to be fair people. We should try to hear people out because we all are flawed. So I'm not with cancel culture at all. Yeah, and it's just like, I've said many of offensive things, you know what I mean? I've lost friends, you know, but I've learned, I've grown. Hopefully they've learned, they're grown because nobody wants to keep that in their life, you know? And I'm like, what you're practicing on Twitter and in this social media sphere, practice it in, in real life. You know, if you're going to cancel, um, the famous pedophiles and rapists, you need to check your local sex offenders list as well and cancel the ones that are in your neighborhood as well. You need to call out, you know, all the sexual harassment you see on the uh, micro level as well. Like really examine your life and the people who are directly with you and figure out ways to hold them accountable just as you hold celebrities accountable. Because it don't take nothing to pop off, you know, and when I say pop off, become famous, become an influencer. It doesn't, you don't have to pass a test. There is no board of clearing. Like there are literally just everyday average people who just so happen to go viral or what have you. And so they are going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's a good point to wrap us up on. We're already done with like our episode. We've reached our time. And I think that that is the important thing is everybody makes mistakes and we should extend compassion, forgiveness, understanding to those that do. And I think that's a really good point to end with. And also hold, hold people accountable. Absolutely. You know, you can forgive and hold people accountable. Yep. Hopefully hold people accountable, then forgive them in that order. Yes. Yep. Yes. Of yep. course. Yep. Well, yes, Sierra, this was a really good episode. I enjoyed this. I'm happy that you're back and that we did another show. We'll be back. And friends, if this is your first time ever watching our show, make sure that you subscribe. We do new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We've really had a good time dissecting the news and politics and pop culture leading up to the election cycle. Um, and we're just really happy that you all support and that you all watch. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for watching another episode of Politics and Pop Culture with Sierra. And Chris, have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye.